Yeah, so what the rock scene was like when I was growing up was very different than it is now. Because you had like Motown and you had all these soulful labels like Atlantic and Stax and all that. And that was all really cool music and good drumming music. And then on the other hand, there was, you know, singles wise, you know, you had like Let There Be Drums, Wipe Out, that kind of stuff. Those were, that was the rock scene when I was growing up. So being a drummer looking for a way to get better, my, my drumming icons were from the jazz scene. Buddy Rich, Gene Krupa, Max Roach, these were guys that, that were really big on the uh, jazz scene. And they were the icons, they were the technicians, they were the guys that you listened to to learn how to play drums, to get some showmanship ideas. Wow. I started playing in 1966 with Vanilla Fudge, which you called the Pigeons, that the whole scene started changing. Even the Beatles back then, you know, in 64, they were, you know, very poppy, very, you know, teeny bopper, you know. Not till 66, I believe, is when uh, Revolver came out, and that's when they changed, started changing everything. So the rock scene started developing as a rock scene, I believe, from then on. Before that, it was more of a, uh, it wasn't a musician's rock scene, it was more of a singles pop kind of thing, you know, with Motown and Stax and, and Beatle kind of things and, and the English Invasion and all that. It was very poppy kind of music. I think the rock scene actually started in 67 when uh, bands like Vanilla Fudge, The Who, uh, Jimi Hendrix, The Cream, Jefferson Airplane, all, that, all those bands, The Doors, you know. When that was starting to happen, that's when the rock scene really started exploding. You know, as a rock scene, it was an underground scene before that, like AOR, album-oriented radio, with the underground music like Scott Muni and Murder K out of New York had WOR, uh, OR, yeah. And they, um, you know, were playing all this underground music. And then when it started surfacing, and then a AOR music became the whole thing, you know, the whole format of, of of radio throughout the country. That's when the steam started getting big. Rock scene venues changed um, ra rapidly and and, uh, and a lot because when we first started as playing like Vanilla Fudge and uh, we played the Action House in Long Island which was like a big club. Uh, by the time our career was done we were playing Madison Square Garden. You know, So like in 66, 67 you know, if you were in a pop act like Mamas and the Papas or the Monkees or something, you would be playing these underground like ballrooms, like Eagles Ballroom in Seattle, the Electric Ballroom in Philly, the Fillmore in San Francisco. These were all like ballroom kind of gigs. They held 3,000 people, 2,500 people, and those are the kind of gigs we all played. Hendrix, The Cream, you know, um, all, all that era played those kind of gigs. And then as it started getting more popular, then it started graduating up to arenas and, you know, 10,000 seat arenas, sometimes 20, even some stadiums, you know. But uh, the venues changed gradually as, it, as the scene got bigger. The rock scene in the 80s uh, changed rapidly also because of the MTV connection. The MTV gave us all video coverage on television in everybody's house. You know, that wasn't available before this. and. Uh, it, it made that whole 80s scene so huge and money flowing, record companies were very wealthy and um, you know, I know I played with Rod Stewart in um, 79, we played Six Nights at the Forum, you know, and that was just before the 80s scene started. So the 80s scene went from there and got bigger, you know, made everything bigger and, and, and better and I don't know about better but bigger 
And um, it was a pretty amazing uh, decade as far as growth for the rock business. Uh, the 80s hair bands were interesting because the beginning of the 80s, it was just like bands that were good. You know, Ozzy, Ozzy's band, uh, Blizzard of Oz, was a great record. They had great musicians on there. And you had uh, Dio, my brother Vinny with Ronnie and all that, were really good bands. But then um, I would say after 86, maybe. Some of the hair bands that came out were really not very good musicians and they were just really making it on image because of MTV. Uh, so that changed a lot of, for me, that changed a lot of the whole vibe for the 80s. By the end of the 80s for me it was great again with Blue Murder because Blue Murder was a playing band, almost like a 70s band, you know, like a, a Beck Bogan and a piece from the 70s, same kind of band. We have songs and we played long solos. But uh, there's a middle section there in the, in the mid-80s where some of the bands weren't very good, but they they made it because of their image. Yeah. And um, after I left Ozzy, uh, I put my own glam band together. And um, you know, at the time, it it was the right thing to do. Even Sharon Osbourne, when she canned me, she said I should start my own group. So I did. It was King Cobra. I had all blonde guys with co Cobra colors in their hair, like I, my colors, but they had them in their blonde hair, and I had the black. And it was sort of the opposite of Motley Crue at the time. Motley Crue had three black-haired guys and one blonde guy. I said I'd do the reverse, you know. So we came up with this cool image. But again, these guys were all good players. Uh, I wouldn't settle for just mediocre players. They were all really good players. At the time, Van Halen was a hair band. I guess they, they would be in my top three. Uh, Van Halen, I don't know if you call Dio a hair band, but they were, they were definitely in my top three. And, First album I bought was a Gene Cooper and Buddy Rich drum battle album. See, 1960 it must have been. Um, this was the first album that I ever owned, and I knew every note on it. I learned every note, every drum beat, every groove, every solo. I I knew every note of it. I loved it. First concert was in the 50s. I went to one of those Alan Freed rock and roll shows at the New York Paramount with my mother. How about that? My brother Frank, who was older than me, used to go to those. He was a, a doo-wop guy. And um, I was jealous because I wanted to go. And when I did go to that show, it impressed me so much. The drums were so loud. There were two drummers, and it was so driving that I'll never forget that. And it start, probably what started me playing drums. Hey, this is Carmen Peace. Come back to rockscene.com. See you there.